Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Title IX Podcast. I'm Steph Copley here with my friend, Elisa Woods, who's wearing her Dodgers cheetah hat, and she looks smashing, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. I did it for LA. You did. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) LA has a little bit to celebrate today after the Super Bowl victory on Sunday. Yeah. What a game. What a, what a, what a playoffs in general game. We'll talk about that. What a season in general. Yeah. Sport. (laughs) Just sports are great. (laughs) Sports ball. Sports ball. Uh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. Um, but first we want to give out a shout out to our friends at the Ivy college of business, Iowa state who sponsor our podcast. I sometimes mention to you guys to uh, check out their Twitter account. And yesterday I saw a tweet from them and that was really cool. They tweeted, um, that a handful of Iowa state alumni were in charge of the design of SoFi stadium out in LA. And first of all, that's cool in general, but then I was paying because of that tweet, I was paying attention to some of the architecture and the design of that stadium. That stadium is insane. Yeah. It's it's really nice. It looks out like it almost looks like a spacecraft of some kind. I watched a lot of the like pregame show and stuff and just a shot of things of with no one there. And I was just thinking like, God, I wonder what it's like to clean that place. (laughs) Seriously, I know. Or just to be in charge of turning off all the lights. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine? I mean, the the control room in that place has to be about the size of I don't know, like an elementary school. Oh right. But it was just I I just thought that was really cool. It's a state of the art facility, and they've spent several years building it. A lot of cash went into it, so there's always an Iowa connection. And in this specific case, it was an Iowa State connection. So was pretty proud of that. Love it. Um, I don't even think we've talked about this yet Elisa, but we have a new sponsor of the podcast her name is hope wood and i actually went to law school with hope um mm-hmm. back in back in my younger years but hope does something really cool she does a program it's called will in a day so it's literally creating a will for you and your family in the course of a couple of hours um and that's kind of her claim to fame is the will in a day program but on top of that uh hope is one of the nicest humans i've ever met she is thoughtful she is kind she's caring she's funny and she She's a diehard cyclone and she happens to be married to Jeff Wood, who does the, um, oh, what's the downtown space? Why can't I think of it? I'm having a huge brain fart. It's the COVID. Oh, I was just there. I know. Gravitate. Gravitate. Yeah. (laughs) I have COVID brain. It's so I'm like, I was literally just there. So Jeff and Hope are are good Cyclones. They're loyal to Cyclone Fanatic and all of our podcasts. And Hope is doing something cool. She'll give you $50 off the Will in a Day program if you use the promo code Fanatic when you go ahead and check out um, on her website, which is hopewoodjd.com. Fanatic, just end with that. I think so. Okay. Yes. I think it's fanatic singular. If I'm wrong and it ends with an S there you go. You have two things. Yeah. Try both. (laughs) But like I said, and we say this continually on this podcast, but it's so much fun to be able to support kind people and especially kind cyclones. So, and she's one of them. So go to check out hope. We're going to be plugging her a lot. Wonderful human. And everybody needs a will, no matter what you think you need a will. So go check her out. And last but not least, our friend. I just want to say though, if if you want to write us into your will, we won't, (laughs) we won't say no, we won't say no. Especially if you have some cyclone memorabilia or, you know, like some season tickets to something that you want to or cold to us. Cold Did you see that? Cash? I just used the lawyer word. Bequeath. Oh, wow. I know. I know. All that education didn't go to nothing. <laughs> I tell you. You're smart. Uh, I know. And then shout out to our friends as always at Mississippi River Distilling Company who support the entire podcast network. I got my hands on a bottle of their most recent um, experimental I forget mm. what it's called now, but see COVID bright again, but it's really good. It's fantastic. And I think I own basically every bottle of liquor that they sell. So <laughs> I just ran out of one. There. So I may have to, yeah, have to go in search, go in search of it. All right. So thanks to everybody for sponsoring the title line podcast. So let's get to it, Elisa. We're going to talk a little Do bit it. about the Super Bowl and then dig into basketball. And then it wouldn't be a title nine episode if we didn't go off on some random sports tangents. So <laughs> stay tuned for all of that, but let's talk Super Bowl first. We're recording Monday evening. So we've had about 24 hours to digest the Super Bowl. And if you listen to our last episode, Elisa put together some really creative prop bets that she had me do. And I think did you keep track of those during the game? I did. I did. Okay. I tried. If I'm yeah. wrong, whatever. Sue us. Sue me. <laughs> 
Okay. So it it started with the coin toss. You said said tails. tails. Yep. It was not. I know. Tails did in fact fail. Damn it. Um, How many songs will play during the halftime over under eight? You said over. So you're right. Okay. How many was it total? Ten. Okay. Ten. Yes. Um, Will a kickoff be returned for a touchdown? No. I don't even think a punt was returned for a touchdown. No, it was none of them. Pretty cut and dry. Was, yeah, it was a pretty straightforward game in terms of there was not a ton of weird uh, um, yeah. teams fireworks. M- missing an extra point was maybe the only one. Yeah. That oh, was yeah, you're right. Questions. So, yeah. Um, so, will there be a streaker? So, there was somebody who ran on the field. I don't know if you would consider them a streaker. We don't know if they were naked or not. So you said we, Elisa was texting me during the game. You're going to call it a streaker. <laughs> I'm going to call it for a the streaker. sake of the pod. Yeah. Okay. Let's do and it. You said no. So you were wrong. All right. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out yep. on that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, who will the MVP mention first in his thank you speech? So it was Cooper cup who it kills me. Cooper cup should be copper cup. Okay. He, he doesn't scored, that make And I was just like, that name is something. I know. I, I like it sometimes because it is catchy, Cooper Cup. Yeah. And but it's there's something about it that I agree with you. There's just something that's not quite right about it. You know, his parents call him Cooper Cup. <laughs> Cooper. Are you, being, are you giving someone a stereotype, Elisa? Cooper Cup. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Cooper Cup. That's so what my did family he thank would first? call him. He thanked, um, he did not thank his teammates. He thanked his coach. And I thought the, who did I say the MVP was going to be? You said, I don't think that you picked a, an okay. MVP. Okay. But you did say that you thought that he was going to thank his teammates. I was wrong. And it was, it was kind of, he kind of danced around his teammates for a while, but then like the true thank you went to his coaches. Will there be a safety? No, there wasn't. Will there be a two point conversion? You said yes. And there wasn't, which actually kind of surprised me because of the missed extra point. And especially, I feel like we saw a decent amount of those leading up to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Who will we see first, Peyton or Eli, once the national anthem has been sung? You said Peyton, you are right. He was in the commercial. commercial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually like a decent way into it. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Um, who Who will perform first at the halftime show? You said Snoop Dogg. I think... It was technically him and Dr. Dre, Dre yeah. together. So. Yeah, I think so too. So I'll I get like that. a half point yeah. on that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, the color of the Gatorade bath on the winning coach, you said yellow. It was blue. Blue. I confirm that. Yep. Interessante. And will anybody be ejected for targeting? You said no. And I do not believe anybody was. That's correct. I did okay. You did I feel well. Like I did decent. Yeah. And I think that you called it kind of a little bit you called it pretty like straight up, like not a lot of surprises. And that's yeah. kind of how it was. And it was a, it w- I was thinking about this last night. It was a very exciting game, but it was also a very straightforward game without a lot of surprises, but yeah. it was still, it was still really exciting. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how they pulled that off, but they did. I know. And it went and really fast too. It did. It, did. it seemed and to just fly. I will say the only part that really drug on was the, um, the pregame leading into yeah. the Super Bowl. That took for freaking ever. It, okay. So they did that pregame forever and ever and ever. And as soon as the game's over, they switch over to ice dancing. <laughs> it's like, it's, it was kind can, of we jarring, get a, actually. can we get a little analysis afterwards or something? And then you go from this like brutal hit each other hard right. and you go to this beautiful, uh, yeah. let's, let's dance on the ice and these lyrical movements, yeah. you know, it was very jarring. I agree with you. Yeah. But then I sat there and I watched it because it was mesmerizing. Of course so. you did. Of <laughs> course did. you did. All right. Review of the halftime show. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. I loved it. I, I loved it too. Loved it. Um, Mary J. Blige. At first I was like, honey, that outfit, like you're not Beyonce. But then I was like, but you're Mary J. Blige. I, you're right. I agree with that. And I, and I was she like, looked mm. good. but yeah, then as soon as she like started to perform, I was like, Oh wait, like you're you. So I, th- I think she crushed it. Um, Snoop Dogg, like I just love him. And I think that he does so much to like 
raise his stock being funny and being right. like goofy and right. just personable and stuff like that. <laughs> Loved him. I, and I have always been enamored by his voice. I mean, like the, the true sound yes. of his voice. It's, it's like so stuttering. unique. And I, it, it's this weird, I can't, it's hard for me to describe it because it gets me pumped up, but also calms me down at the same time. It's like it's, ASMR. Yes. Yes. It really is. It is so bizarre. And I, I, after watching last night, I think I'm going to start listening to him when I run. Yeah. Because his stuff has a really good cadence to it. Okay. I was thinking that actually about Eminem. I mean, that would be good too. Cause I just like, I love Eminem. Eminem was like at his peak when I was in teenager. Like, yeah. Yeah my peak probably yeah. <laughs> when I peaked when I was 13 but good news you um, peaked together <laughs> me, me and Eminem peaked you together shady. um I heard somebody say this and I cannot agree more that like the brown facial hair you just expect it to be blonde because he died not his even hair. blonde like bleach blonde yeah. like yeah, yeah it's, that was also very jarring it's I agree with that a little bit like you should just shave it please <laughs> um but I will say I heard a lot of complaints about 50 cent looking a little extra thick but who did He's- I who did I not hear complaints from the ladies i was gonna say i didn't oh all the guys are making fun of him for not looking like he did 20 years ago but i'm just gonna tell you right now i'm not gonna complain also do these guys look like they did 20 years ago (laughs) true true (laughs) i mean does he look better no maybe i think it depends on what you're looking for like he looked like an older version of himself, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. These people are aging. Like it's part of the process. Yeah. People. Do I like an older 50 cent? Maybe, maybe I'm not going to criticize you for that. Yeah. Not in the so, slightest. Anyways, I'm not, I'm not going to start complaining because the ladies are not complaining about it. Yeah, that's interesting. I you're right. That's a that's a very good. I actually think Jacqueline Cordova said something about a thick fifty cents. So. She did. I just remembered that she did. She, <laughs> she can, She's uh she's in the club with us. See what I did there? That was so good. I didn't even oh, plan that, that was, guys. That was rough. That was the, rough. And Kendrick oh. Lamar, like I can't not talk about Kendrick Lamar. Like he did really well. He seemed a little out of place. In I all- think so too but also like diversified it enough that I thought that it could go. It seemed like a party. Yeah. And that set that they uh, put together, I thought was perfect. Yeah. It was um, like, I was drawn to looking at it, but at the same time, it wasn't distracting from them. Yeah. And I agree with you about the Kendrick Lamar thing. I mean, he was out of place in the sense that he was not, I mean, he was, was he even freaking born when those guys were <laughs> at their heyday? But I think, you know, it was a cool passing of the torch moment. And I think, um, if you don't know who Kendrick Lamar is, which at first I was like, I was in the mode of thinking, you know, like the songs from when we were teenagers and I was like, wait, wait, who is that? And it took a second, <laughs> but I think it's a, I think it was also a cool way to kind of hand it over to the next generation. Yeah. And if you didn't know who he was, I bet you Googled it afterwards. For so. sure. And I yeah. mean, Dr. Dre too. I just think like all of the people who performed yesterday or Sunday, um, they have such unique voices and that's what I love about them. Like a lot of the artists these days, I mean, even like back in the day, like the boy bands all kind of sounded the same. Yeah. Like there are genres there are in, in every time period, there are a bunch of people who sound the same. Yeah. And it's the ones popular. Yeah. It's the ones that really like stand out that I think stand the test of time and are the yep. ones that I really love. Yeah. I, I enjoyed every second of that and I didn't want it to end. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. It was really good. I thought the whole, um, the whole production start to finish of the Super Bowl was well done. There wasn't usually, it seems like there's a moment during the Super Bowl. I'm like, Oh, what just happened? And yeah. I didn't feel like that yesterday. Did you have a favorite commercial? Because you can't enjoy the Super Bowl without having a favorite commercial. I okay, I wrote down so many of them. Um honestly like that first Toyota commercial where they talked about the brothers the blindness. And, yeah, the macular degeneration. I was like don't get me crying already. I don't want sad or like sentimental Super Bowl commercials no. anymore. 
no I'm, um, I'm over that so the avocado one was just whatever until the very end where he was like oh the guy was like they're also great on salads and the guy's like okay caesar we get it <laughs> i love salads I, I laughed at that part too <laughs> that was so funny um the coinbase commercial qr code i think was a big waste of money because it crashed their site i wondered about that so i wondered like if it was you clever. Yeah, it I was mean, clever, I, it, but yeah, yeah. I don't want to invest in something that yeah. if you can't doesn't handle have that bandwidth. Yeah. Yep. The make ultra commercial loved with Peyton and Serena bowling. That was, that was maybe my, I think that was probably my favorite. Yeah. I loved that one. Then the Chevy Sopranos commercial people like that one. Mm-hmm. I said, I wonder if they're going to like, like redo the Sopranos or I don't know. I don't know how it ended. And people said that like, Oh, maybe that's going to change the way that I feel about it ending. But I like, I saw it as maybe it's not their characters. Maybe it's them as actors. Oh, right. Getting back together. See, I never, I was not a, I would love to go watch the Sopranos. I didn't watch it. I have never watched it, but um, that seemed to be a big hit among the people who did watch it. So they did good in that sense. Gwyneth Paltrow eating that candle, that Mm -hmm. candle. It took me a second. If you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. (laughs) Google Gwyneth Paltrow candle, not on your work computer. N S F W. Yep um guy fieri flavor town commercial was funny those bud light seltzer sodas are horrible i've heard you're not the first person to say that to me which is too bad because i feel like it's a good idea i know it well and i've had hard sodas before and they're good yep so I don't know. I guess we we've only had the cherry soda one okay. and we have an orange soda one too that I was going to try, but I'm just afraid because the cherry <laughs> soda one was so bad. It like, it it's, uh, it's like you drink, a it's, it's like you drink cough, cough syrup and then somebody burps in your mouth. Oh no. Like a beer burps in your mouth. That's what it tastes like. That's it's like, a ter- that's a, that's a review right there. You know how like people say LaCroix tastes like, like you're passing a banana truck or something like that. <laughs> like it's like, like Post Malone burps in your mouth after you, <laughs> you drink a you're pop. You're tasting a smell essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, and then the Austin Powers commercial, I liked it. I feel like you can't go there if you don't have Vern Troyer. Like, I just, who's that? He was the guy who played Mini Me, and he passed away. Oh, and so I'm just right. like, I just, I don't know. I just felt a certain way about that. That I hadn't, I didn't think about that. But you're yeah. right, Elisa. So. I don't know. I felt a certain way about that one. Um, did you enjoy the Toyota Tundra one with the Jones? Um, it was, um, the Jonas brother came in at the end and there was, um, do you remember what I'm talking about? No, I didn't see, I didn't see them all. I was back and forth from the kitchen. So I thought that one was clever. Um, and then the metaverse commercial where they put the headset on, it's like the, the, um, uh, virtual reality, Oh. I, at first, okay. Here's the thing. At first, I was like, that that made me like feel Chuck all e. warm and fuzzy, one. you know. Like, and then, but then I was like, wait, it's like actually really depressing. Like, you lose all yeah. of your reality, and you have to go find it in some weird. And I was like, I don't think I like that. I feel like it was like saying you're talking about like the Chuck E. Cheese, yeah, or, or whatever version of that. So yeah. first of all, they just about like smash that dog. And Arnold was like, oh my gosh. And then they like save the dog. <laughs> He's like, wow, that was like almost really depressing. But then I feel like it's a little bit Zoom-ish where it's like all of these friends aren't together anymore. They all live in different parts of the yeah. world yeah. because they all got laid off from their jobs. Yeah. Of COVID. <laughs> I mean, in a certain way, it is like hey. that. So that's why I had that weird, like, that's really sweet. No, it's not feeling. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. I didn't love that. I also um, don't understand metaverse. No, I don't either. That's a very, it's kind of like crypto for me. I, I understand <laughs> it in theory, but when you yeah. actually try to explain it to me in real life, I don't. <laughs> and I also really appreciated right before halftime, the NFL did that commercial with the, um, 
they made the players into little video game figures and they ran through the house to the point ground. I don't know if you saw that it wasn't selling anything. It was just, uh, it was for the NFL and I, I thought it was really well done. So yeah. yeah, like I said, all in all, I enjoyed the day a lot. The girls really enjoyed the halftime show, which was interesting. Um, Love it. yeah. So I, it was fun. I, I was looking forward to Super Bowl Sunday a lot. Um, and it did not let me down. So there you go. It does kind of get me excited for March madness too. Yeah. I, every year I feel like that is kind of, um, I talked about passing the torch of the rappers and, and, um, hip hop. It kind of always feels to me like the passing of the torch from football to official basketball season, even though we're well into basketball season, (laughs) but that's when it becomes our sole focus. Yeah, for sure. So do you want to talk about basketball? Speaking of? Nope. Okay. Well, that's a nice little chat. All right. Let's just rip off the bandaid. The men fell to Kansas state in what I would call a pretty epic second half collapse at home. And all I can say is, damn, that sucked. That they lost suck. their swagger. And I, I don't know. I think, um, there was just this moment when they and I think this has kind of been haunting them. They don't have the confidence and the swagger that they had earlier in the season. And I am not making excuses because I was pissed after this game, that game. And I think after the start that we had, we all deserve and are entitled to feel disappointed. But I think we need to, before we try to, you know, roast TJ over the fire, just take a second, stop in pickleheads right. and think this man has had one season. I mean, he's in the midst of his first season. If you think about the timeline, what did he get hired? Like April or something? Yeah. And he essentially turned over the entirety of the roster. And I feel like we are one scorer away from being a very talented basketball team. And I'm, again, I'm not making excuses because there are things right now that are happening that are coaching issues, I think in terms of, um, you know, why do you allow that defensive intensity to suddenly just disappear when that's kind of, you been your identity and, and things yeah. like that. And why are certain people playing over other people? Um, especially when the offense is struggling so bad. So I, again, I'm not, I'm not making excuses, but I think we just need to pump the brakes in terms of. TJ's not the right guy or the, I told you so we shouldn't have hired him because that's that, that is not a helpful critique at this point, not right. a constructive conversation. And I just saw a lot of that on Saturday and it just kind of bummed me out, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, if somebody's saying like, you know, get rid of TJ or like, yeah. And it's thing. not that extreme. It's, a, but it's a, it's a lot of criticism of, you know, what's he doing here? This is, you know, you start this well and then you fall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's fair. Like there, like I said, there's a certain level of criticism that's fair, but the whole, you know, roast him is like a little premature. Yeah. I feel like if somebody's saying that maybe they don't quite understand like a full season of basketball (laughs) that well, you know, I, you, you have to give the man a little time to show us is true. You know, like all of the cards in his deck. So I don't know. I think that there's a couple things in play. Like you're, there's nothing that a coach can do about a defense and whether they're playing hard. Like there's nothing a coach can do about their best three pointer going cold. You know, there's nothing a coach can do about, uh, there's just a lot of things that like, aren't really anybody's fault. Like there's just a lack of talent on this team in terms of offense. I mean, we, and we've talked about this. They, their offense just is not great. Um, could they do things better? Yeah, but they don't, they're just missing some like stud offensively. I mean, we talked about how Isaiah Brockington just needs to take over certain times Yeah, and then he, he, he does that. And suddenly that's our sole offense, you know, like there's a weird, I don't know. It's just, it's like, we're missing someone, but I, I agree with you. Like he's coach, he's trying, he's coaching his ass off. It's just a matter of, I think we just lack a little bit of talent. Well, I don't I think, know. Like this is a team that just met like six months ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I think that some of that shows sometimes, sometimes yes. they play really, really well together. And we're like, Holy cow. They seem like they've known each other forever. But I think that there, that just, was the case earlier this season. Yeah. You actually said that like yeah. how shocking it was. Yeah. And it's like, I think that we have, we get to a point like, you know, when, hmm, you know, when you're drinking like diet soda and you like drink one drink and you're like, that's surprising. And then you drink a bunch more (laughs) drinks and you're like, you know, it's just 
it's just pop, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I think, I think that's a little bit like how this is like, we played really well and we're like, that was surprising. And then we got used to it and now it's changed. And we're all like, what? I'm surprised, but it's this like, soda oh, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. This soda sucks. Like, no, like, and I'm not, I, and I, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite here because I think you and I were the ones who were like, you know, this team has proven itself. We have to, there's an expectation now that we have to um, hold them to, and I'm still doing that. I'm, I'm not, I mean, this is disappointing and frustrating yeah. and all of all, every synonym of those words that you can think of. But my whole point is just pump, like give the man a yeah. chance before we lose <laughs> our ever loving minds. I also think like to say that they owe us something like we need to hold them to this higher state. Like, do you not realize like you're just a fan of a team. Well, and I, I, social media has made this so bad. I think no. people just, because they think, because we all feel like we have a voice that our voices, we, we sometimes think our voices are more important than they right. actually are. So, and you wouldn't say like Patrick Mahomes owes me an explanation for, you know, <laughs> some people mean. would though. That's, what's <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably I, true. I, if we don't make the tournament, which at this point, it looks like we are probably not going to, um, I will be bummed and disappointed and frustrated. That's for sure. But I'm not going to turn my back on or even forget, um, the success of the season, um, that because it was completely unexpected at the outset. So again, I said this last episode, just try to keep a little perspective in mind. Um, I still super love this team. Oh, I do too. They're just win or lose. I really like this team. They are, and we've said this from the very beginning, so easy to root for because of the fact that they play, they play hard. It's just a matter of my God, we cannot hit the damn broad side of a barn in so many long, painful stretches. Yes. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but you know, who could teach them a thing or two is our women's basketball team who (laughs) hit a school tied to school record, 19, three pointers on Saturday on the road. Holy cow, man. The shots were falling. This is, yeah. This women's team is, they have hit a beautiful stride right now. And it comes at the perfect time because we have a huge week ahead right now. The women are in sole possession of first place in the conference. They play Texas on the road this week. Um, and then they play OU at home on Saturday and OU is in second place in the conference. And we've been battling back and forth with OU all season. So this is huge. Texas always has our number in women's basketball. Uh They play a really really tough, aggressive style of play that tends not to treat us super well. Um, but I, with the way we're shooting the ball and the way that Emily Ryan is seeing the floor right now, I think we've got a shot. Yeah. It's just a massive week ahead. And I I don't know if you saw we're number six in the AP poll, which is the highest ranking since the end of 2001, early 2002. And I just like, I, I keep saying it. I don't think that's their ceiling. Um, and if we could somehow come out of this week with two wins against two super talented teams in the big 12, I wonder where we would, we'd see ourselves in the rankings. Then I saw when you bring up Emily Ryan, there was one shot that she had, she drove in for a layup and she knew that there was going to be contact and she got the contact, but she like finished hard. I think that a lot of the times when a player gets down on the lower block they know that kind the that it's coming off. and and they let it come because they know they're going to get fouled and get their two shots but she went up strong and I think that that is going to be one of the keys like yes you're going to get jostled around no you're not going to get every call so you have to go up strong and try and make the basket and not just sit on your laurels and know that you'll be able to shoot too particularly against texas uh they're like i said they're super aggressive but i guess i just wanted to to pose to you a question at what point do we start to discuss what is the actual ceiling for this team um and is it you know i've seen people throw around final four do you think that's a realistic expect, not even, I don't want to say expectation. I don't expect a final four. Yeah. Do you think that's a realistic end point for this team? I mean, they're, they're ranked six. Yeah. And to say that, yeah, that's the a final finale. four isn't yeah. is out of reach, right? Is out of right. reach. That's You're a little right. silly. Right. It's just, it makes me nervous to say, I'm going to say it though. Like this to me, assuming they play with the, uh, poise and consistency that they're playing with right now, I could see that happening. And I looked the final four this year is in Minneapolis. Ooh. That's a, 
that's a drivable distance for cyclonation right there. Is that Can you Hilton, imagine? Hilton North? Hilton North, baby. Should we call it that? Is that yeah, what it's called? Let's call it that. Do people call I it just, that? I just, I, in, it's been a long time since this team, you know, the women's basketball program is always talented, but this, the way they play the, their guard play, and then the way Ashley Jones is shooting both from, you know, she does her Ashley Jones magic around the hoop, of course, but she's shooting super well from three right now. She is a threat everywhere she is in the floor. I just, I am, I am cautiously optimistic that these guys could make a serious run in the tournament. So, so okay. Go. So the top four, so if so we're, we'll host, if we're ranked sixth, going into the tournament will be a two seed. And so to get to the final four, we will most likely have to eventually be a one seed. And I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but like, this is just facts that we yeah. know Yeah. Um, if we plan to get there. So we would have to be South Carolina, Stanford, Louisville, or NC state. Mm -hmm. I don't want to play South Carolina ever, no. unless it's for the national title. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think that the others are beatable. Yeah. I think they're all beatable on the right night, but. Especially if you're, you know, you hit 19 threes. Yeah, for so. sure. Where's well, LSU? I think we oh, down at 11. Oh, shoot. Okay, just checking. I hate to see it. Uh, hate to see Out of the it. top 10. Bummer. Can I say one thing before we go to break? Baylor's uh, actually so, above LSU. That's interesting. So, so Kim Mulkey over the weekend ripped off. She had some Joseph's technical or dream coat jacket on and she ripped that thing off. Cause she was pissed about a call. I know that's her thing. That's what she does. But I was thinking about it when you get mad. My first reaction is not to rip off my jacket. <laughs> like it's to throw something or like, I don't know, stop my feet. What, at what point did she think like, I'm going to rip off my jacket. So there you go. That's my, that's my Kim Mulkey, uh, thought for the night. Oh, we have a visitor. I have a little visitor. Can I, hi Rosa. Elisa's daughter is, has entered the chat. Yep. I think we're going to have to pause for a well, second. Well, it's perfect. Here. Let's go. Let's take a quick break. All right. We are brought to you by authentic brand. Authentic brand is more than just your source for official cycling gear with an amazing team of designers. Authentic brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. All right. We're back. We, uh, just an FYI, everybody, we got new mics and if we sound a little funky, we're trying to mess with them. So feel free to give us feedback, but only if it's nice feedback, we don't want to hear your criticisms <laughs> sliding toward uh, nice things only. Yeah, okay? only. <laughs> keep your, you keep your mean comments mad. to your, <laughs> keep your mean comments to yourself. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do something that is, uh, it's, I don't know. I hope it's not unforgivable, but on the title nine podcast, I'm going to speak about the Hawkeyes and I'm actually going to give them a little praise. Oh, I'm sorry. Weird. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like you always do this though. <sighs> well, this is all right. This is not necessarily praise, but Caitlin Clark is an amazing basketball player. She plays for the wrong team and it's fine, but I'm not going to take away from her, you know, her athletic skills. She's ridiculous. But if you listened to the radio last week at all, Murph and Andy had a poll question about, is she the biggest star in the state of Iowa? And I just, some of the responses made me laugh because there were a lot of people who immediately went to football players, well-known football players. Um, a few people said some wrestlers, and I am not doubting that those people all have star power, but I don't see Kevin Durant tweeting about Brees Hall or these giant um, media moguls tweeting about Brees Hall. And God knows I love me some Brees Hall, but I think we just need to take a second and recognize that the national attention Caitlin Clark is getting both from ath athlete superstars and media superstars and these talking head superstars is not comparable to anything else. Anyone in the state of Iowa is getting men or, or women. And I just, uh, I just, I just think it's interesting to see all the people get really defensive about this. Um, so I don't know. I, I just wanted to mention that. And for the record, I'm going to choose Emily Ryan over Caitlin Clark any day of the week, but I just, she has some star power that, um, that I don't think we've seen from a collegiate athlete, um, in the state in quite a while. And it's fun to see. 
Do you have anything to add? Nope. Okay. <laughs> With that, I also wanted to mention the, do you really not have anything to add to that? Nope. Okay. Um, do you agree I think or disagree? I agree. I think okay. you said everything that I would say, but okay. that's all but you I just you just don't want to be on the record praising Caitlin. Clark, I just don't I have anything else to add. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, Iowa starts started their women's wrestling program and they signed their first commit in program history. Her name is Kylie Welker. She's the number one recruit, uh, pound for pound in the country and won a gold medal at the 2021 junior world championships, um, and led team USA to his first junior world team title. And I only mention this because we try our best to shout out to strong, badass women, um, athletes or not. And I just thought it was neat that we were here when they signed their first ever commitment and she's extremely talented clearly. So, um, and this kind of rate brings me to something I wanted to ask you about because I think women's wrestling, well, I know women's wrestling in the state of Iowa is popular already. And I think it's about to explode and I think it's about to explode even for girls of a young age, like our daughter's ages, um, it's, it's happening already. I mean, there's six and seven year old girls wrestling right now, but I, I think it's just going to be ridiculously popular in the next five years or so. Um, but you had an interesting discussion with, um, a friend of ours on Twitter about why certain sports in Iowa, certain girls sports in Iowa at the high school level level are more popular and how other sports that tended to be traditionally popular or losing popularity. And the question was specifically about high school girls basketball. And I guess I just wanted to let you talk about that a little bit because it was a cool Twitter discussion and, and I'm not sure how many people actually saw it. Yeah. So, um, it was Mark Hanrahan mentioned it, that, um, he really hoped, uh, all of this buzz about Caitlin Clark would increase, um, girls, interest in the sport of basketball because it had been weaning. Um, and he said, you know, a lot of the teams only have 11, 12 girls signed up, whereas volleyball have like 60, 60 or more. Yeah. And the, the popularity of volleyball sports like volleyball have just skyrocketed. Whereas the popularity of basketball have really gone down. And I just like, I cannot for the mm-hmm. life of me, like figure really out why I can't either. I can't either. And he said like some of the things that people said were like that they like the uniforms better. Um, I don't know. I, I guess that's a thing. I don't know. And I think a lot of people said, oh, well, you know, with basketball, if you're not in AAU at an early age, then you can't really compete. But I, I disagree wholeheartedly with that. I think that that's more the case for volleyball. Well, and I would argue that that's the case with anything right now. Yeah. I mean, dance, volleyball, basketball, whatever insert activity, if you're not specializing tomorrow yeah too late but i think that volleyball has a very specific skill set that if you've Mm -hmm. never played before you yeah you you can't even just pick it up and play and seem as if you know what you're doing at all you know what i mean like if you try and set the ball and you don't know how to set the ball you're gonna lift it you just are right right if you don't know how to serve overhand you probably aren't going to get it over the net. Right. It's a skill set that probably it's more of a specific skill set. Yes. It's a very specific skill set. Um, and if you don't really know how to block, you're going to go into the net or the Mm ball is going to come back at you Mm -hmm. and get stuck between your hands in the net. And I, I think that like volleyball has such a very specific skill set. He also said, um, that, that I think it was his daughter said, volleyball is one of those sports that guys aren't any good at. And that's oh. kind of fun. Yeah. I, thought I, I don't mind that reason. Actually, Yeah. yeah I thought that was um, an interesting one, but I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why the popularity of basketball is going down. And I'm curious to hear if it's, if it's all over the country or if it's right. just the state of Iowa, if it's, you know, has something to do with the NBA being less popular here. I wonder if it's also in men's basketball, boys basketball. It's, 
What's strange to me is in Iowa, we've for several years, this is not a new trend. We've had extremely talented collegiate programs that have gotten lots of exposure locally. Yeah. And so to me, that would lead to girls wanting to play more and to an expansion of the sport here. So that the logic just doesn't track. And I, I feel the same way you do. I can't figure it out. Yeah. And just generally speaking, you know, we, we complain a lot about the, the coverage that women's sports get, but basketball is much more accessible than even volleyball. Yeah. Um, which again would lead you to believe that basketball would be the more popular sport. So I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's something that I think we should keep an eye on in the next few years. Yeah, definitely. And I, um, as I'm thinking about it, like, I just wonder if that's, it's something that my old basketball coaches or your old basketball coaches would have thoughts about, you know, or yeah, that's a great idea. But or even also, coaches that have, you know, the, the coaches that have coached for a few decades now and yeah. have seen different trends and yeah. That, that, yeah, that's a great idea. If there's somebody who, um, you guys, when you're listening, have in mind coaches that have coached for a few, maybe a couple of decades and have, have kind of seen it all. And you would like to pass them along to us, please do. Yeah, definitely. I didn't know. I just thought that it was an interesting, it was a very interesting, phenomenon that I had no idea was happening. And I don't know why it's happening. And I have this like strong desire to like try to fix and it. try and fix it. Yes, I do too. I do too. And what's interesting is, um, these are the shout outs I was going to do. I'll just do them now for, this is a statistic from ESPN marketing women's basketball, collegiate women's basketball is pacing to have a 46% increase in average viewership compared to last season, which is insane because we talked about how last season, the viewership had gained from the season before. Um, so that again is contrary to what we're seeing in, in youth basketball here in Iowa. And then the second women's basketball statistic I wanted to mention was that the WNBA closed in on $75 million in new funding, which is the largest ever capital raise for a women's sports property in history. Wow. And what's cool about it is that Nike is, uh, one of the high profile investors who are, who's tossing more money into it, but there's also high profile investors like Condoleezza Rice. So people who you don't traditionally think of as, you know, um, sports property owners or things like that, but the league was valued at $1 billion and that's how they were able to gain this, um, this capital raise. And just to give you some perspective, that's equal to the Detroit Red Wings. Um, so an NHL franchise and then the new Orleans Pelicans. So, something that we've talked about on this podcast a lot. And Lisa, you're really good at doing this is, you know, recognizing that the WNBA is new. It's, it's a baby league comparatively. So to see the league, um, you know, growing in a way that you can kind of say, no, this, this league is valued the same as this franchise and kind of can see what, what the potential is, is really cool. So anyway, the, I guess the main takeaway from that is that there are a lot of people with a lot of money who see proof in the value of the league. And that makes me happy. I think that just the name Condoleezza Rice, like that, I, that is right. a big name in sports. You know, she has broken a lot of barriers in yeah. sports and she's done some really incredible things from golf to like NCAA basketball. Like, I don't know. She's been in a lot of really important rooms that aren't just political. No. And a lot of, she sat at a lot of tables that have traditionally only been sat at by men. So, and and I'm, I, this won't shock you either, but Pau Gasol was another one of the names mentioned. Oh yeah. yeah, We love Pau Gasol. We love Pau. Yeah. Um, before we sign off, I just wanted to touch base with you about the Olympics because I know you love the Olympics (laughs) and I feel like you and I have different, maybe they're not as different experiences as I think they are. Um, but I just have not gotten a lot of warm and fuzzies this year from the Olympics like I typically do. And I have this very like cynical take on these Olympics. And part of it is just, um, I'm, I'm sad about the coronavirus taking away. It's no one's fault. It just is. But the, the viewership experience of it from the fans, um, and then you have the Michaela, uh, thing where she, she's an Alp, you know, a world recognized Alpine spear skier who failed to complete her first two runs. And I just, the initial reaction to it was such like a Simone Biles, like what's wrong with her. And it, it got better. Um, I think the media recognized like, this is not the angle we should be taking on this. Let's fix this. Um, but then most recently you have the 
Camila Valieva, Russian, however the hell yes. you say her name, the 15 year old Russian skater who um, tested positive. She's she's a freak. I mean, she's incredibly talented. She's a freak athlete, but she tested positive for a banned substance. But she still gets to compete. And so that story I, is like so insane. Oh my gosh. Jacqueline was telling me about this. So basically, like, and you probably already know this, but maybe some of the people listening don't know this. So she, since she's 15, yeah, she's basically like exempt from getting in trouble for any of this stuff. And like she's in this protected party class kind of essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're saying like that the coach knows that and the coach has had many other problematic things that they have done. Um, and that basically like she's being abused. Well, and the, and I, I had read a similar story that she probably has no idea of what substance she's actually been taking. And I believe that the problem I have with it all is the, you know, she's being controlled by the Russian Olympic committee who is a committee that allowed athletes to compete despite the fact that their home country, Russia was doping. And that's why they had to, you know, create this side organization. So is it any shock to anybody that the Russian Olympic committee is cheating regardless of how they're cheating? And the fact that they're using a 15 year old to do it is not shocking either, but what pisses me off. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, is the, I immediately thought of the Shakari Richard, situation where she she was the sprinter from the summer olympic games the most recent olympic games and she was uh she tested positive for marijuana and her mother had just passed away and it's her grandma was, yeah or i really i thought it was her mom yeah. no it was either her way grandma, who she lived with so either like way, her grandma I mean, she, was like her mom she yeah so she deals with this incredibly awful experience she smoked weed, which it's whatever. I get that. It's an illegal substance. She admitted that and she owned it. It's an illegal substance, but it's not a performance enhancing. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, but she tweeted tonight. She said, can we get us? Oh, and to finish the story, I'm sure you all know this, but she was not, she was disqualified. Yeah. So this Russian skater is not disqualified. She's going to be allowed to compete. And if she wins the medal, they're canceling the medal ceremony. Yeah. Which I'm like, but she still gets the medal. And also you're punishing the other two that are going on the podium right. and don't get to, I, the whole thing is so bizarre to me, but, uh, Shikari tweeted, can we get a solid answer on the difference of her situation and mine? My mother died and I can't run. And I was also favored to top place, uh, to place top three. The only difference I see is I'm a black young lady. And my initial reaction to that was, yeah, that is the only difference. And I know that it's not that easy, yeah. but when you look at it, it's like, okay, Olympic committee, you corrupt, like awful, disgusting organization, explain this. And we're not going to get an answer. Of course, we're not going to get an answer. Well, the answer is always going to be that she's in this protected party. Like she's under 16 years old. And I, I, you know, she probably is being abused by the wrong people. And I'm not disputing that, but how unfair is that to literally everybody yeah. else? And I think that if that's the case, then maybe 15 year olds shouldn't be allowed to compete <laughs> right. in the Olympics. Right. I just have, and I think maybe that's my problem with this Olympics is I've recognized the corruption. Um, and obviously it's always been this way and, I, and I'm sure it's gotten worse more recently, but, but I think, um, I'm just getting older and recognizing it and kind of the magic is being taken away. So yeah. I will say the one thing that's the bright spot for me has been Nathan Chen. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. What a star. (laughs) Yeah. He's just so dang cute. He's so good. And then the, the, the pair that won the mixed doubles snowboard cross, that was really just, they gave me the goosebumps. So the guy, the, okay. So the woman 36 years old, four years ago, she was in the lead in just the singles, um, snowboard cross. She was in the lead. Two of the four people um, running with them had crashed. So it was just between her and somebody else. And she was far ahead of that other person. And I remember watching this. She was so far ahead that she decided to do like, she decided to like grab her board or do some sort of like trick on the yeah. last jump. Cause there's a big jump. And then you go down this big hill to finish and she crashed and mm-hmm. she like got back up and tried to go down, but the other person zoomed past her and she ended up getting silver. So then this year she wins the singles, um, snowboard cross. The guy is 40 years old. This is his fourth Olympics, which is um, just insane. Yeah. And I don't think, I think that in the, in the singles, um, 
he didn't, I don't even think that he made it out of the first round. I think, I don't know. I'm probably wrong on that, but he, he <laughs> we'll fact check it right, later. Right. He felt like he, he said like, he felt like he really disappointed his family and disappointed Aww. everybody who had supported him. And like, he's like, I'm on borrowed time. Like I'm 40 years old. This is probably it and all this. And then he found out like later that day or the next day that he was chosen to be in this two person it's brand new this Mm -hmm. mixed doubles which i love i love the mixed i love that we're doing like two genders yeah um in this one sport as a team together i love that um and i love that the women bring it home too i know like the men go first but it seems like it's the women's race well in watching him cheer her on if you haven't seen the video youtube it it is awesome yeah it's just like this incredible you just want to like hug them both yeah yeah. and it just seems like all of the different like athletes really supported each other in that and it just seemed like they were all friends and they were just so excited for the two of them like clearly the oldest by like decades Yeah, for sure. And and they they won. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't seen it this yet, you're yeah. under rock. Yeah, but I don't know if I uh brought that one home. But yeah, they won, and it was just such a moment. It w- that was probably my favorite moment so far yeah. at the Olympics. I agree with you. And I'm also saw- a big Chloe Kim fan. Big. Yeah. She's fun to follow on Instagram. Like she's just a very interesting, fun person. You've I talked love, about her before. Yeah, I love Chloe Kim. She is probably like in my top 10 athletes, favorite athletes ever. So um, the best thing I've seen, and this is tongue in cheek, it's not for real, everybody, but just with the ice dancing and the um the the pairs figure skating is I saw something that said every pair that skates out the commentators need to explain to us if they're brother or sister lovers or ex-lovers and I was like okay but seriously I wonder every time yes no I love that yeah because man they share some intimate moments they do let me tell you oh my gosh brother and sister can you imagine (laughs) I mean it's they've done I've seen them before yeah I'm sure yeah that's crazy no thank you that's so funny all right well do you have anything else tonight or I don't know I'm okay I'm in the Olympic spirit now. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Da, 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 da. Or we could oh. do like they did at the opening ceremonies. Pomp and circumstances are national anthem. What the hell? <laughs> I loved it. Um, I will say Maggie Espin Miller McGraw had a great game on Saturday, <gasps> and I cannot hear her said without seeing it in my head i love maggie it maggie espen miller mcgraw so, so with good. that go cyclones go state <laughs>